I'm passing it to you. They can make things yeah. Oh, it's okay. Good morning, Good. and welcome. Um, before we begin, I do want, just want to make sure everyone does have a bulletin. Um, inside the bulletin, you will find an order to the um, service, the service proceedings on here, and a lot of wonderful um, photos and, and uh, memories of our beloved Sheila. Today we are gathered here together to celebrate the faithful and abundant life of Sheila Jean Landry. Everyone who was fortunate to know Sheila knows just how truly precious she was. I will never forget our Bible studies together, her love for the Lord, her huge heart, her great sense of humor, her hugs and kisses, her adorable laugh, her compassionate heart, her stylish outfits, her commitment to the church, her faithful witness to Jesus Christ, and her eternal friendship. Sheila was truly one of a kind, and she is already greatly missed down here, but up there in heaven, she's home in glory with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, in a couple of minutes, um, we have a wonderful slideshow to share with you as Sheila's family and friends sent some great pictures as we will remember Sheila through the years. But first, I wanted to read a portion of Sheila's obituary as we remember what an incredible woman of God Sheila was. Sheila Jean Landry. Sheila Jean Landry went home to be with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on February 7, 2024. Sheila was born in Waltham, Massachusetts in July of 1945, and her parents, Stillman and Mary, both of whom are deceased. Sheila was preceded by her lifelong love, Joseph Landry, as well as her younger brother, Glenn. Sheila is survived by her daughters, Lisa and Rhonda, as well as her seven grandchildren, four great-grandchildren. Sheila is also survived by her brother Robert and his wife, Diane, and by her loyal friend and sister in the Lord, Barbara, who is tuning in from Florida. Sheila was also a beloved member of the At The Cross family and has many special sisters and brothers in Christ who truly became like family to Sheila over the past seven years. Sheila was a kind soul who brought smiles and laughter to those around her. She was a loving mother and grandmother. Sheila loved people, great food, dancing, music, Hallmark movies, and she loved singing praises to the Lord and lived to put him first in her life. She will be dearly missed 
by those hearts that she touched in her lifetime. And she was truly loved by all. Um, the order of service will be as follows. Um, we're going to have um, dear Sister Elizabeth um, come up here um, to open us in prayer, followed by the, the slideshow presentation of Sheila through the years. And then we have some of her favorite hymns to sing, um, testimonies to share, um, a word from the Lord, and um, then a great potluck lunch that we hope you'll join us for afterwards. Um, so at this time, I'd like to invite Sister Elizabeth up here to open us in prayer. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I, I, before we begin, I'd like to just say a couple of two little things. Sheila always sat right there. So just pretend she's with us because in spirit she is. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is you, want, you might wonder why anybody would wear yellow to a memorial service. Well, this happened to be Sheila's most favorite dress. Every time I wore it, she called me gorgeous. That was Sheila. So that's why I have this color on. Okay, so let us go to God in prayer. <coughs> Dear Father God, thank you for bringing all of us here to share in Sheila's fond farewell. How marvelous, how wonderful is your love for us. Sheila chose to obey you, Lord, so she is now with you and with those that you have ransomed in glory. I imagine Sheila not only worshiping you with no pain, no more oxygen, no more walker, but even dancing, Lord. She's dancing before you as she liked to do and she's dancing with those of us that are already there, like our precious Diane, Terrell Becker, Fanny Guyon, Maybelle Dean, all those women that have gone before us, and men. Oh, what a day of rejoicing that must have been two weeks ago, as they shouted a song of the wondrous love of Jesus of his mercy and his grace. You know, Father, you do know, Father, because you know everything, that Sheila's last couple of weeks were not easy. She depended more and more on the people around her, on her oxygen. She leaned more on her walker. When she was alone, Lord, you saw her. You saw her patiently waiting for someone to come, whose ever turn it was, to come and help her. Oh, it 
could have been Angie. Angie would come home from work where she would take care of her in the morning. She patiently waited for Adelina. Sheila loved listening to Adelina's family stories and about her home country. Most of all, she loved hearing from Barbara. Barbara, I know you called her three times a day because I was there when you did, not all three times. And the conversations they had were short. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Let's pray. Bye. Love you. Bunches and bunches. Thank you, Father, for these women. Thank you for the joy that they brought her, that they brought in her life and brought so much sunshine to her soul. Father, our sincere sympathy is shared with Lisa and Rhonda, her brother, the children, the grandchildren. Father, though they'll cry here and be sad that she's gone and miss their mom and grandmother, we pray that we, the body of Christ here, include them and show them how much our comfort means to them, that we miss Sheila also. Father, right now, right now, Sheila has that victory in Jesus that you promised to all of us in John 3, 16 and 17. She is with her Savior forever, and it is well with her soul. I pray with the people before me, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Elizabeth. At this time, we're going to share the presentation of Sheila through the years. Enjoy. Thank you. 
all bored. Amen. Thank you to uh, everyone who um, sent those pictures in and, um, and who was blessed enough to experience um, those times with Sheila. Um, what joy, and what joy it was to put all those and organize them together to see all the different people in Sheila's life who... Um, was blessed to be able to love her and to um, spend those precious moments with her. And, um, these are things we will, we will never forget. Um, we are going to sing a, a few of Sheila's uh, favorite songs and praise the Lord. Um, and then following that, it's going to be an opportunity to share um, some memories and testimonies. Um, our first um, song is... Um, coming from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, 1 through 5, which says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, behold, God's dwelling place is now among his people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. If able, please stand and join us in the doxology. Here be 
John chapter 5, verse 24 to 26, Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. In the garden. John chapter 11, verse 25 to 27. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. 
Let us sing, It is well with my soul.
this time we wanted to share some of the testimonies. We wanted to give um, Lisa and um, Rhonda or family, um, immediate family, the first opportunity um, to share any memories or would you like to do that now? Yep. Come on. If you couldn't tell, I get my fashion sense from my grandma. <clears throat> I don't have one single negative memory with her in it. Even when she was babysitting my sister Fibra and I, <laughs> she thought it would be a good idea to make jelly and fluff sandwiches. Because <laughs> we were we were out of peanut butter. It was disgusting, by the way. Um, but hilarious to look back on. We would stay up until 3 a.m. watching Lifetime movies. And she was such a romantic. She would tell me that someday I'd find my prince. Um, she would point out good qualities in characters and bad qualities and that she would trail off about her first date and how he was a perfect gentleman and how he bought her M&Ms and they went to the movies. She loved Tweety Bird and Princess Diana and she could make me laugh on my worst days. She was pure light, always laughing, always up to something. She is also the most quotable person I've ever met. Some of my favorites. Well, I'll be a blue-nosed gopher. And then this one, I'm sorry. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And I love you bunches and bunches and bunches. We also had our own favorite memory together that she would regularly bring up to me. She would say, do you remember? Seven and a half hours. And then she would laugh and laugh. And it was so contagious. The story behind seven and a half hours. I was 12 or 13 and it was summer. I had gone to visit her, something I did a lot in the summers and on weekends. We had been doing a lot of gushianiing my grandmother's own words she made up for window shopping, antiquing, and yard sailing. And she decided we should go visit my nanny, who lived in Walpole, a journey that at the most would have been maybe a two-hour drive. But her and I, we were in the silliest of moods. I was trying to teach her how to speak gibberish, and she kept trying to learn and laughing, and we kept missing our exit. We ended up stopping for pizza and got directions and finally made it to my very unamused nanny's house sometime around 1 a.m. I loved my time with her and she lives on in my memories every day. And I could go on and if you're curious, feel free to ask me for more stories. I have many, but I hope you'll join me in honoring her memory. The next time you are amazed 
or flabbergasted, try using the phrase, well, I'll be a blue nose gopher. Or when you're going out shopping, call it gushianying. That's our family tradition. Or when you are getting off the phone with your loved ones, tell them you love them bunches and bunches. To my grandma, Sheila Landry, I love you bunches and bunches. Hi everybody. I'm I, I'm Rhonda, Sheila's daughter. I miss her very much. I don't have anything written, so I'm winging it. Sure. Okay, but I have a lot of really happy shared memories with my mom. Um, when I was a teenager, um, we had to get out of the house, remove ourselves from the house. We'd run to the car, put our windows up, and scream out loud, ah, to the, as, long, as high as we could, just to get our frustration out. And then we went for a long drive. And, you know, um, I remember her 33rd birthday, me and Lisa and the next door neighbor's kids, we all decided to give her a surprise birthday party. So when she came home, she was, and I, I didn't see the picture there, but we have a picture of everybody there. And she had so much fun. We, we did the chocolate morsels and put a 33 with the chocolate morsels. <laughs> but, um, and there were times like um, almost every Thursday we would go to the 99, that was my mom's idea. And she loved French onion soup. She got me into that. And um, while we were there for dessert, I couldn't eat a whole piece of cheesecake. so. I would eat some of hers. <laughs> it, it was just too rich. But I remember we used to go, when we went for long drives, we'd look at the beautiful houses that we dreamed about living in, you know? And the Gushianian, that was definitely, yep, that was grandma. I love her so much. I remember, I've been getting so many memories the last few days just floating through my mind. And I remember one time, oh, she, she had to pee so bad when she came home from the beach. And she was crouching, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Remember, we'd walk around like this and we gotta pee. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful things about Sheila and my mom. and. Um, I wish I could float them all out to you right now, but she was the most beautiful person I've ever, she had such a great soul and a beautiful heart. She was very, very loving. I don't think I remember any time she was really angry because she didn't get angry that often. But I think that when she did, it was for my dad, not for me and my sister. <laughs> I love you, Lisa. Um, anyways, 
I, I can't come up with anything else, so I might as well just cut this short, but I really do want to share more memories with you guys. I really do, but I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> so God bless my mom. May she be through the gates of heaven, sitting with our, our dogs that died, our cats that died, and my dad, and my grandmother. I miss her too. And oh, there's, there's another thing. She loved You Are My Sunshine, that song. And we'd always sing it together. And she loved it so much, the sunflowers, the sunshine. I went to a restaurant, had breakfast, and I noticed it was paintings or pictures, which, whichever, whatever. And I found one for, um, it had sunflowers on it. And so I wrapped it up, gave it to her for her birthday, and I sang the song to her. Anybody want to sing the song? Do you want to sing it? Ready? One, two, three. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You only know, dear, how much I love you. Oh, please don't take my sunshine away. I think I messed that up. <laughs> well, God bless all of you. And I love you, Mom. Where, wherever you're sitting there floating around up there, I love you. I miss you so much. God bless. everyone. Welcome to the celebration of Sheila J. Landry. As you all know, she's touched many of your hearts. Probably. This is really hard. I'm sorry. Um, thank you for all that you have done. My mom over the years has searched and searched. She's gone through church and church and religion and religion. And it is so comforting to know that when she came to the end of her life that she found all of you. You really, really made a difference in her lives. Angie, I can't thank you enough for all you've done. Nick, um, thank you so much. Um, I should tell you what the crunching and munching is, what the love you bunches and munches. So there is a cartoon that the kids watched when they were little. And it was, forget the name, just kind of over like it was, it was called the black cauldron it's actually about good and evil and this little itty bitty creature came across the good guy and he was trying to steal an apple and he was his he's like going all over this little boy who's the hero and he's like crunchins and munchins in here somewhere and somewhere along the line that turned into munches and crunches bunches and so yeah, that's the story. Um, I just wanted to share that with you and thank all of you for coming and for celebrating Sheila's life. Thank you. Amen.
Oh, public speaking. <laughs> so I just wanted to share one memory, because um, I don't really have the best memory, but um, there was one time where um, I think it was my mom, my dad, my sister, and me and grandma went to, there was like a little lake and it was pretty secluded. And when we got there, there were like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 uh, St. Bernards. <laughs> and she was like, so excited about the fact that there were all these dogs there because she loves dogs. Um, and she was just like sitting on this log, just living her life, like enjoying just being around all these dogs. And a bunch of them came and pushed her over into the lake. And she just like, she was like, I swear she started laughing before she even surfaced. <laughs> and she was just so tickled by that. She just loved being knocked over by dogs. It was like, it's like the best day of her life. One of the best days. Um, that's, that's really the only memory that I can think of right now because everybody else covered everything else, like the, the Gushianian and the, the bunches and bunches and all that stuff. Um, but that was just like one of the, one of the big moments that I remember the most. It was adorable. But yeah, uh, that's, that's it for me. Well, your family is amazing. I can see Sheila in each one of you. Uh, you know, the, the laugh, the smiles. Uh, I mean, knowing, knowing you guys has been special over the years. You know, we've been interconnected for a long time, right? In ways we don't even know. I mean, Shannon used to, and his mom used to work for me at the Mini Mart, Elm Street Mini Mart in West Peterborough. And uh, <laughs> just uh, funny things and, uh, you know, uh, in ways we don't even know that uh, we were connected. And uh, my first uh, real uh, experience with Sheila was, was this. She loved Rick and Diane's food. 
children and things. So she was living down at the retirement village in the Antrim, you know, down at the foot of the hill. So she would call me, and we didn't deliver, you know, but she would call me. And anytime any sweet little old lady, or an old man for that matter, but most of the time a little old lady would call me, I would, they, the guys would put me on the phone saying, hey, they want a delivery wreck. You know, so I would always deliver. I said, it might be an hour, it might be 45 minutes, I'll get down there as soon as possible. So anytime she looked off, for sure, I got right on the phone, and I would take it down to her. So that was probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And so fast, a couple of years goes by, she keeps calling. So she calls me again, and she has me deliver. So I go down to the retirement village, to the, right to the uh, apartment, and I knock on the door, and some stranger opens the door. I go, where's Sheila? He goes, she don't live here. I go, what do you mean she don't live here? I've been delivering food to her for two years. She don't live here anymore. I said, where does she, where does she move to? So he goes, I don't know. And thank God I had her phone number. So I called Sheila, and uh, I said, Sheila, where are you? And she was just up the road on the other end of town, not far from our home, believe it or not. And so I got to go there and, uh, and, and deliver. And, you know, Sheila would always invite me in. And when she got to that house, I don't know, it was that big yellow apartment in the, in the fourth. You probably all knew that house. Well, she had artifacts and pictures everywhere. She would take me around the house, show me every picture, so proud of her husband and all you guys. And she, I, I mean, I got a grand tour. And then I had to sit down and, and share some chicken wings with her or something. You know, and so I got a relationship going with Sheila. So you know, I said, Sheila, I can obviously see you're a church lady. At church, said, where do you go? She goes, I don't go anywhere. She goes, I want to go to your church. I go, you do, huh? I said, well, why don't you come? She goes, I don't know how to get there. I said, well, just down the road. She, she goes, well, I said, I'll have Angie pick you up. So that's where we started with Angie, picking her up. Either myself or Angie would pick Sheila up, bring her to the town hall. That's when we were back at the town hall. And she just loved worshiping God. I mean, she would sit right there with the biggest smile on her face, Worshiping on just the same smiles you guys have on your faces. I see Sheila all over you guys. And, and you know, you should be so thankful for how she touched your life. And I know you are. But, you know, I, I'm so thankful how she touched my life. She, she, she was sitting back in that room over there. We'd have Bible study going on. And of course, she couldn't get the scriptures. You know, someone would help her find the scriptures. And she would just want to read those scriptures so bad. In fact, one day she did read the scriptures. And it took a little while, but we all listened to Sheila read the scriptures, which she loved. And she just loved to be part of the, the church family and part of your family. She rubbed off on you each in a special way. She rubbed off on my wife, Diane, in a tremendous way. We'd have birthday parties, Thanksgivings, Christmases, you name it. We would be all together just celebrating. And, and Diane would be in the bed, you know, and Sheila would be right next to her. They'd be talking away. You know, they couldn't see each other, you know, but they'd be talking away. You just, what, what a riot Sheila was, I'll tell you. And then finally, you know, she says to me, Rick, she goes, I know you need a church. We didn't have this church yet. She goes, I want to help you get that church. I said, how are you going to do that, Sheila? She goes, I got money. I go, <laughs> I got money, huh? I go, we need $350,000, Sheila. <laughs> oh, I don't have that much money. But, <laughs> but she was a riot. She just wanted to help and praise the Lord and help anybody she could, right? Anybody she could. She rubbed off on everybody in a special way. And, and that's what I remember most about Sheila. And I want to just read two scriptures that stick out in my mind for Sheila. And I was just actually reading, reading them this morning. And the first one is in James uh, 
chapter 1, and, and, it says, and this is, just listen to the words of James. James is Jesus' half-brother. Listen to the words of James and, and see if you don't, doesn't speak about Sheila. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from be, being polluted by the world. You know, we looked after Sheila as you looked after Sheila. We, we treasure Sheila like a sister, like, like a mother, like a, like a friend. And, and that's what God tells us to do. God tells us to reach out to people wherever we are. And that's what Sheila did. She did it wherever she went. And you know what? And she wasn't polluted by the world. Finally, listen, don't be polluted by the world. Do what Jesus would have you do and reach out to your brothers and sisters in need. That's what Sheila did, and that's what we did, and that's what you will do. And finally, let me read Jesus' words in Matthew. Um, and uh, these are telling words that our Savior has in Matthew. And uh, hear what Jesus says. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or feed you, or thirsty, or give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? Hear what Jesus says. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Thank you, Sheila. You blessed us all. Morning. Um, my name's Angie. Um, I was given the honor of knowing Sheila over the past seven years. Um, my dad got to know her first and quickly invited her to a Bible study at my parents' home. Uh, from there, Sheila and I became fast friends. I'd bring her to church, and soon enough, she asked me to become more involved in her life. Um, Don <laughs> lived right across the street from that yellow apartment building and became Sheila's caregiver during that time um, and even Brendan's wife Jackie helped out while she was over there as well. Over the last four years um, Sheila was able to live in our in-law apartment. I was able to provide closer care for her along with other lovely ladies. Um, there was Idalina who's sitting over there and Cindy, Elizabeth, <laughs> um, my daughter Arielle even helped out and my sister-in-law, Katie, who couldn't be here today. Uh, Sheila was 
she quickly became an adopted member of our family. Um, after all, our last name was Davis. Her husband's birthday was April 26th, same as my dad's. Um, and her father's Davis family was from Henniker, New Hampshire, which my dad's family, Davis family, is from Henniker, New Hampshire. So um, we figured we might be related anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila brought joy to everyone she knew. She was an inspiration to me with all she went through. Many stories she told me during our time together. She loved her family deeply. Um, sometimes at the end of the Bible study that took place right over there Sunday mornings, she'd have pictures laid out on the table from her pocketbook, and they would be all her family members. She'd tell us who each one was, and she would tell us that she brought her family to church. So many special moments we shared together, and the time was so precious. I know I will continue to be blessed by Sheila for the rest of my life. Sheila had a fixation with the number seven, as it was the Lord's number, and she would say it was a sign of completion. It was fitting that Sheila went home to be with the Lord on the 7th of February. Praise the Lord. Sheila is home with the Lord. And until we meet again, Sheila, I love you. And we all say... Bunches and bunches. <laughs> this is my husband, Tim. I didn't write anything down, but the seven years getting to know her, she was like a grandma. She was a sweet lady. Wow, I didn't think I'd cry doing this. But she was amazing, and she just so many laughs. Everything you did with her, she was, like we said, all the holidays, all the birthdays. It was a special moment, and I wore this suit. I want you guys all to know. She gave it to me. It was a Pops and a Grandpa, so it was a special thing. She gave it to me like three years ago or something like that. She said she wanted to go to someone special that would use it and wear it. So this was in honor of her, and just she was loved. She was sweet. She was a, one of the nicest ladies I've ever met, and when she started laughing, <laughs> you would never sometimes she would choke and I thought I was but I just want you all to know she loved you all deeply and she was the sweetest lady she wasn't we weren't just taking care of her she was definitely family and just thank you guys for being here and uh, Sheila we love you bunches and bunches and we will see you again thank you all um, as you all know she was very close with her friend Barbara and I asked um Nick asked if she would write something, so I'm going to share that with you now. This is from Barbara. Uh, she wrote, Sheila and I met in 1976 at Polaroid. God decided that we would become good friends. I was working on the assembly line, and Sheila was a secretary. I wanted to advance to a secretarial position. I asked her if she would put a good word in for me, and she sure did. I got the secretarial job. We worked side by side, and we would share workloads. We loved to go clothes shopping, and we liked all the sweet things in life. Outings with Lisa and Rhonda, one incident at a gas station where I thought the car was going to explode. <laughs> Most of all, we put Christ in our lives, and lately I kept telling Sheila to read Exodus, and that is where we are right now, even worse. We, are faithfully, we also faithfully prayed before bedtime, Jesus, Savior, wash away all that has been wrong today and help us to become good, kind, gentle, and loving, just like thee. And Sheila added, in, 
and generous. God has welcomed you, Sheila. You are pain-free. God has probably put you on the welcoming committee. <laughs> in love and laughs, your sister in Christ, Barbara, and she wrote, P.S., no restrictions, and now you can laugh without coughing. <laughs> Thank you. Sheila was like a grandmother to me. Um, my favorite memories with her were every Sunday that she came, she would sit always in the same spot. And during when we were praising songs, um, it started not too long ago, maybe at some point last year. But I would, that's when it started. I would go up and st stand with her while we were singing. Um, that was the highlight of every Sunday. Uh, for the first little while, she would tell me to go back and sing with my dad. And I said, no, he trust me, he loves it when I come up and sing with you. <laughs> and eventually she just stopped telling me to go back with to my dad. Um, and that, I, that was just my favorite memories with her.
I'm Cindy, and uh, I've only owned Sheila for the maybe a couple of years now, and uh, met her here at church. And was at the uh, my first my first um, little food thing we have down there, down at church. And uh, she sat in her spot, and she says, "Yeah, this one's open right here." So that's how I ended up meeting her. But what is the most thing about Sheila is, you know, she had tons of jewelry on that day. And she had a, a scarf and a sweater and, you know, all the fashion lay layers. And each thing had a story. Each piece of jewelry had a story. Each ring had a story. She and I were together for that whole um, luncheon we had together and everything had a story and something that only our Lord can do is put two people together that would not choose each other otherwise and something brought me to Sheila's house and first it was can I come over and have a cup of tea and it turned into hey I'll, Sheila this is Sheila I'll order us a pizza and we both we all know what that means I'll order us a pizza let me just say don't like her pizza, but she never knew. Oh, that was pizza. Nothing wrong with the pizza itself, but it was not the best combination for me. But nonetheless, she never knew that, and we had pizza, like girls have pizza when they watch TV and all that other stuff. But So as I came to come and go from her um, home, the trinkets around the house every single trinket and photo had a story and in her box of jewels which was very valuable to her and to me it's like I don't know whether they're valuable or not but they were her jewels and one day we were going through those and she's telling me right underneath the, I think the ashes of her husband which I thought was but anyways he had a hat on and Everything she pulled out had a story. But in that mix of jewels was handmade items from children, obviously, beads strung and ribbons and um, some kind of nature acorn thing right in with the jewels. Everything was mixed in there because it was precious to her and everything had a story. And Sheila always found a way of connecting with somebody over something because you can't help. She tells stories and you naturally want to share and say, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that picture of the elephant, that one was a story for me. And I said, oh, I have a collection of elephants. I said, I value that. My kids started a collection for me. So she comes out with this. And this is from Barbara. Barbara gave it to her. And these are um, some kind of stone. They're kind of white. These are gems. She told me these were gems. And it was valuable to her because Barbara had given it to her. And she wanted me to have it. And so I do. I have it. And I wear it often. And you can bet that someday somebody's going to hear the story about this. Because I like connecting with people. And Sheila liked connecting with people through trinkets and she knew the story of every item 
even the ones she made me go digging for in boxes outside in the garage. So just to let you know, your family lives on through the stories that you know, Sheila told. I got to know all of you. Maybe didn't know, I'll remember everybody's names or connections, but I knew about you all because she had a story to tell from some point in time. And she loved you and she wanted to share stories. everyone. I'm um, Sheila's niece. I'm the daughter of her brother Robert and we have some great memories my brother and I of growing up. Um, it was our tradition to go to Marlboro where they grew up, Lisa and Rhonda and her parents and we'd get together for Easter and Aunt Sheila always made it special. We'd go to a really fancy place. She was she always was over the top, like it had to be fancy. If it was a special occasion, she always dressed up and always had a dress or a skirt on. But I just remember their house in Marlboro, and these are my very young years. Um, when I became a teenager, you kind of lose touch with family. So I, I did lose touch with them over the years. But my younger years were very happy. Um, someone mentioned all of her rings. I, re I can remember being very little and admiring all her rings. And yes, they all had a story. Um, but we had great times. And I wish that those times maybe went longer than they did. But I will treasure my childhood and Easter and Mother's Day. Um, my brother and I had the pleasure of growing up in the same household as Sheila's mother. And a lot of what you spoke of today of Sheila is a huge reflection on her mother, who we had the great pleasure of growing up with. Um, Sheila's mother, our grandmother, Rhonda and Lisa's grandmother, and the great-grandmother of all their kids. And she was an incredible woman, um, definitely a woman of faith. And that obviously rubbed off on Aunt Sheila. And I'm so glad that she had all the special people in her life to take care of her. Um, like I said, sometimes families don't go down the roads that you want them to. And to know that she had people that became her family is really comforting. So I thank you all, and I love her bunches and bunches, and I know someday we'll meet again on the other side. And until then, I hope everyone has a great day and keeps her in your memory, and hopefully something will come by and remind you of her and put a smile on your face. Um, I know her mother's passing, and my brother and I being able to grow up with her, things remind me of her every day, and I hope that you can all look at Sheila that way. Thank you for listening, and God bless everyone.
a number of years now, and it's something that we're trying to come up with. And, and um, but at one point, um, the next year in church, and we used to sit down in front of here right there that white fellow was, and we used to sit down with her, and, and, um, and she is missed for sure, and um, it's many years now. Um, so I wish God wisdom and shield. And, um, you know, there's, there might be a question here with some folks that, uh, do angels actually walk the earth? Well, I have known some, and I know some. And um, after visiting with Sheila, um, a little bit in church, there was no doubt in my mind I'd met another angel, and Jump Jules and all. And um, so we used to go to her home and visit her there, and, and uh, we had a lot of grand visits. And um, um, she was comical, and uh, we just had, we had a good time. And, and um, as we visited her, it has come to my mind through a period of time that um, she's a great example for me because uh, her gentle spirit was very evident in her love and kindness. And um, not that I don't possess those things, but I certainly can um, do better at times. And there was one thing that really struck out in that all the time she visited with Sheila, um, when she was to speak of somebody, it was never with any, uh, she never spoke um, unless it was a positive thought. And uh, sometimes that, I think that's hard in life, not to speak ill of somebody perhaps, um, just in passing. But um, Sheila was always so positive when she spoke, and uh, it just really rang, rang true with me. And I'm like, yeah, she's an example. God bless her. My name's Dawn. I um, had the pleasure of taking care of Sheila for a little while, and I'll keep this short and sweet. I just wanted to say that caregiving is a blessing when you're able to do it, and it didn't even feel like caregiving because once you were there, you were just home with her. Um, you were just part of the family, and this is the first time I'm actually seeing the family's faces, but I've heard all of your names, and I've heard all the stories. Um, Sheila loved her eggs with ketchup she loved her sweets <laughs> she um she was very funny she was very sweet she loved to pray loved to sing we would just tell stories look at pictures like everyone has said and she would catch me off guard every now and then because she's she could also be very sassy and she can keep a straight face if it means getting a laugh out of you we were going to a doctor's appointment and we ended up running late because she took me through a shortcut. And um, <laughs> so we called the doctor to let them know and apparently it wasn't the first time so they were okay with that. But as we were going through this shortcut, she had a very straight face and she pointed out this cemetery and said, that is a very popular cemetery. And I said, oh yeah? She said, yeah, I hear everybody's dying to get in there. So there's Sheila, <laughs> her sweet, her sassy, she's funny and we, I know we all love her and miss her, but I know that she is out of pain and she is just in glory now, just enjoying and loving being in the Lord's presence. So God bless you all.
thank you all for uh, sharing those memories, all of you. Um, she was truly so precious, and, and by you sharing those memories, it re-reminded me of so many things, whether it was the stories, whether it was going through her house. I had forgotten Dad all about her house and all the things. I must have delivered there a couple of times. I'd been there for hours on end, and um, just truly precious moments um, of Sheila. Um, and my wife also was truly blessed um, to serve her and love her and that we will always cherish those times together that we shared as, as the family. Um, at this time, I want to turn to the perspective and comfort that God's word provides um, at a time such as this. Um, and so with the few minutes we have left, I want to invite you to open your Bibles um, and there are Bibles in the pews um, to John chapter 17. John chapter 17, then just want to read verses 20 to 26. Um, John chapter 17 captures some of the final words of the Lord Jesus Christ as he is praying to the Father. This is just hours before he will go to Calvary and lay down his life as a ransom for many. And so I'll pick it up in verse 20 as he is praying to the Father. The Lord says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me, and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. And what I want to do with just a few minutes that we have here together is answer three questions that pertain to this text and relate to Sheila. Question number one, what was the ultimate thing that Jesus was praying for? Number two, was this prayer answered? And number three, if it was answered, what difference does that make for you? So let's consider those just one at a time. Number one is kind of a, a two-part question as I 
thought about this. First of all, do we see Jesus praying for Sheila in this passage? And if we do, what was the ultimate thing that Jesus prayed for? What was the highest thing that Jesus was praying for Sheila about? Um, well, let's start in verse 20. And we know that Jesus prayed for Sheila because the Apostle John records what Jesus said. He prays, I do not ask for these only. And this is important here because if we had read all the verses before this, preceding it, we would know that Jesus had been praying for his 11 apostles. In verse 6, he calls them the men whom you gave me. In verse 12, he says, while I was with them, Father, I kept them in your name. But now in verse 20, he prays, I do not ask for these only. I'm not, I'm not praying for only the apostles, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And what Jesus is referring to there is, is all those who will believe in Jesus through the apostles' written word, our, our New Testament scriptures. And so the answer to part one of that question is yes. And we see from Jesus' own words that if someone believes in him through the words of the apostles, that Jesus, in fact, prayed for them 2,000 years ago. Sheila's closest friend, Barbara, shared with us the other day that her mother raised her as a devoted Catholic. But she said her faith was, quote, this is from Barbara, sealed in Christ completely while she was a member of At the Cross Church. Sealed in Christ completely. I personally had many conversations with Sheila and witnessed firsthand her faith in the Lord, her love for Christ, her gratitude for God's grace, and her own hunger and thirst for righteousness. I can't remember if it was Angie or, or herself or both that um, told me years ago that she would look up all of the cross-references during the week from the past lesson in the bulletin. And I put all the cross-references in there. I mean, sometimes there's 30 or 40 of them. And it's a Bible study for a week long. And I'm sure most people don't even bother looking at them. Sheila was going through each one of them. And at our Bible studies, when we had study around mom's bed, she always had a great question or comment and a thought to share. I mean, Sheila was incredibly active in her faith. She loved the truth, and she believed that the truth was the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, I know that Jesus prayed for Sheila the night before he died. He said, I'm praying for those who will believe in me through the apostles' written word. But what was the greatest thing that Jesus was praying for? What was the greatest thing that he prayed for in Sheila's life? It's found in John 17, 24. And this is what he prays. He prays, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory. To see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. The greatest thing that Jesus could pray was that Sheila Landry would be with Christ where he is to see him in all of his glory. And that she would love him, verse 26, with the same love that the Father had for the Son, that all-encompassing, that ever 
satisfying agape love. There isn't anything greater than to see the Son of God in all of his beauty now, in all of his radiance, eternally satisfied with him in the way that his Father is satisfied with him. To be experiencing the same love, in the same way that the Father loves the Son, Sheila is now caught up into all of that love, that perfect love. There isn't anything greater, and therefore that's the greatest thing that Jesus prayed for Sheila. Question number two, was the prayer answered? Yes. I'm going to suggest it was answered in three stages. Stage one, at first, like all of us, Sheila saw his glory, but she did not see him as glorious. That is all of us. She didn't see it as true. She didn't see him as beautiful. She didn't see it as something compelling or, or soul-satisfying. In John chapter 1, verse 14, the apostle John wrote, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, John claims when Jesus came, they had, they had seen his glory. Now, some of them had seen a glimpse of it, if you know the story of the mountain of transfiguration. Jesus transfigures, and Peter, James, and John witness some of this glory. But they also witnessed his glories in the very words that Jesus spoke. Nobody spoke with the power and the authority that the Lord Jesus spoke with. People said, I've never heard anyone speak the way that he speaks. And, and Jesus revealed his glory through his miraculous signs that he did. But question, did Judas see his glory? No. Judas did not see his glory. He looked on it every day for three and a half years, but he did not see the Lord as glorious. Jesus described people like that in Matthew 13, 13. Seeing, they do not see. And hearing, they do not understand. Nor do they hear, nor do they understand. And Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver after looking on his glory for over three years. And so it was with Sheila, and so it was with all of us. It's a frightening place to be. Stage two, something happened. Sheila suddenly saw the glory of Jesus in a new way. Sheila saw the, the beauty of the Lord and, and, and how compelling the Lord was and how he was satisfying and, and true. What happened to Sheila is described by Paul in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God opened Sheila's eyes to, to look upon the, the glory of Christ in the gospel and to, and to see it for what it really is. Beautiful, uh, compelling, true, that all satisfying. And she believed it. 
she believed it. Stage three. Before we even had the chance to really get accustomed, though Sheila had been sick off and on, the fact that Sheila was this sick, and let alone that she would die, she's gone so suddenly. And whenever someone we love passes on, I'm often asked, what Bible passage can I go to to be more confident in myself and in what happens to me or, or to someone that I love when, when they die? And while there are, are many passages that we could go to, I just want to share two that relate to something that we see here in, in John 17. First of all, what the, what the Bible doesn't say is there's no such thing as um, soul sleep or purgatory where she's just, Sheila's just kind of hanging around w- waiting for, for something to happen. No, because we, we know what the Apostle Paul said. We are confident, yes, well, pleased rather, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The body goes in the ground. The, the, the real you, the spirit, the soul, goes immediately to be with Christ. That's why Paul says in Philippians 1.23, to depart and to be with Christ is far better. Far better. Far better than remaining here. Why is it far better, you ask? It's, it's better because of what Jesus prayed. Notice again what he says in, in verse 24 of chapter 17. He prays, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me. With me where I am to see my glory. With me. Notice we're not at a distance. We're where Christ is. It's not like these 75 or 85 years of life, whatever we're afforded, for now we see in a mirror as though it was dimly. But then scripture says, face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. So question number two, the answer is yes, he answered the prayer, which leaves one last question. What difference does that make for you? What difference does that make? Here's the answer. If you turn away from seeking your own glory and your own quest for life, and set your heart on the glory and the majesty and the beauty and the grace of Jesus Christ, you will see and you will know he is exactly who he claims to be. And the moment that your life ends, you will know he prayed for you as well. For with him, you will be where I am. And you will have complete, everlasting satisfaction because there isn't anything greater. And Sheila would want me to say to all of you, please, join me here. Join me here.
Well, that's the word of the Lord today. If um, you have any needs of prayer, obviously we're going to be um, here and eating and, and after service. If you do need prayer, you're welcome to, to come down forward here. And I want to invite you to all please stand. We're going to sing one more, more song, one of Sheila's favorites. I can only imagine. God bless all of you.
Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord our God, we humbly come before you. Father, I know personally, Sheila was a prayer warrior. She was an awesome lady. She loved you with all her heart, mind, and soul. She was a tremendous example to each one of us standing right here, right now. And her memory is going to live on. But her greatest memory, as Nicholas shared, is that she's up there with you. She wants all of us to join her face to face with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We all need to go through him to get to you, Father. We need to put Jesus on as our Lord and Savior. We need to follow Sheila's great example. She taught all of us here something special, from the little ones to the big ones. Father, I'm so thankful to have everybody here who loves Sheila in a special way. I pray we would all share her in a special way today as we go down and fellowship and share food together and share memories together. There's many more to go, many more to go. But the greatest memory, she's there. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord our God, it's in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray to you. Amen.